listeners to episode 12 of the Empty Rooms of Gorsky Manor. Such a lovely adventure we are on together. I am so blessed that you are here with us. You are so very appreciated. I am also so very happy to find Feathers and Simon after my lovely time with Grandmother in the Clock. Each night she nurtures her deep group of companions, supporting and always being there for each of them. Now that is magic. As I walked down the hall, I thought of the three pieces of the rabbit clock mystery spell I have already discovered from the dear manor inhabitants that we have met so far and gladly given help to. The sad young woman on the spiral stairs, the very heart of Gorsky Manor, giving its endless spinning energy to stir the spell. And the slumbering children of time, each lost in childhood fears, each soothed by a kind cuddle and offering of calmness. And the lovely grandmother in the clock, forever offering her attention, deep attention, to her nightly gathering of companions each and every night. What a potion we are creating and brewing together. But I found myself at the crossroad of the checkerboard hallway, a little stream still flowing into each of the four directions. I looked and listened down each direction, hoping for a clue as to where Simon and Feathers had gone on their time of discovery. I felt drawn to look for Feathers first, felt a slight tug from that direction to turn that way. I quickly walked into the hall, eager to reconnect with my friends. Yes, they are my friends. As I walked, there were not many doors down this passageway. That was good, as then I knew she had not entered into any of those rooms. Farther and farther the hall took me. It was beginning to feel like a tunnel. The light from the main hall was growing weaker, with no new lighting in front of me. I considered to yell out to Feathers, but thought better of it. Go on a little farther, I told myself. Abruptly, the hall came to a sudden end, almost bumping my nose into the wall. It was so very dark. I felt around on the walls, looking for a door or an opening, but no luck. I looked back at the way I had come, and the archway with its dull light looked so small and far away. I had to try a call, so with a kind of hushed shout, I called to Feathers. Feathers! Feathers! Where are you, Feathers? Oh, Feathers, 
No feathers. I listened for a reply. I heard some shuffling noises. Is that you, feathers? I whispered. I began to walk back towards the crossroad, and immediately almost fell over something. I bent down to try and get a closer look, and came face to face with a gaping, drooling mouth that I almost put my head into. Ugh! Simon! I gasped, for it was he, but out cold, the hallway stream pooling against his little body. How had I passed him in the dark? I had to see if he was hurt, so I lit a candle and gently touched his neck, feeling for a pulse. I was so relieved that he was warm and had a strong pulse. I shook him briskly, rubbing his back and shoulders to try and wake him. His body began to twitch, and with a slightly wet snort, he opened his eyes and sat up. Oh, thank goodness. He frantically looked around, trying to see where he was and if he was in danger. Simon, Simon, it's just me, I comforted him, hoping to soothe that look of panic in his eyes. Mistress. He finally got out as he made one big hop into my arms. I felt rather bad as I couldn't help an automatic cringe as he was cold and wet from the stream. I pulled a small towel from my backpack and started to dry him off. Where you go? I got, I got lost. He tried to say under all my rubbing and drying of him and he gave a little sniffle. You know, I went down the main hall. It, it didn't go very far. There was a room at the end, I began to explain. Oh, no, you did not. I went that way, and it went nowhere. He said as he grabbed my hand, with some accusation in his voice. Hmm, I considered. The manner is not always straightforward. Well, Simon, we found each other now, I comforted him, and finished drying the frog, gave him a big hug. Where is Feathers, do you know? Don't know, don't care, he said, snuggling into my shoulder. Oh, Simon, don't say that. Feathers likes you. Nope, 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 nope. She left me and, and went into a wall. He said stubbornly. What? How? Where, where was this, Simon? Can you show me? Down there somewhere. He said dismissively casting his hand in that direction willy-nilly. Well, we need to find her. I'm sure she didn't mean to leave you. I hope she is okay. I said as concern crossed my mind, and concern that Simon didn't do what he said he would, 
and explore his hall. We will certainly come back to that, I told myself, putting it into my box of things to remember to do. Please show me, Simon. I conjoled him with a scratch where I thought his ear might be. With a breath of stubbornness, he gave in and hopped to the ground and down the hall. I had not seen any doors, so watched him intently lead me slowly back down the way we had come. Every once in a while he would stop, listen, and place a paw upon the wall, but then move on again. About halfway down the hall, after several of these stops, he tried again, but this time I watched as his paw passed right through the wall. Oh, what is this? he said dismissively. I walked to the spot on the wall and touched it as Simon had done. Yes, my hand also went through the wall. It was a shock, and I drew it back with a jerk. Regaining my curiosity, I touched the spot once again, but this time pushed my hand farther in, feeling for what was beyond. I could feel cold and a slight movement of air, but nothing more. I moved my hand around this spot, extending it first to the right and then to the left, going farther each time until I came upon a barrier, what felt very much like the invisible barrier that enclosed Gorsky Manor. I followed the edges, slowly feeling and now seeing the opening in my mind's eye. I could picture the archway, rounded at the top, taller than I, then reaching all the way down to the floor. So, Simon, this is where you saw feathers go? I confirmed with him. Yes, she just flew straight in. Why did you follow her? You were supposed to explore your hall. I, I got scared. I got scared. He cried and hung his head in shame. Oh, Simon. Well, we must follow her. She may need our help. What? Oh, no. I don't want to get stuck in there. He yelled as he started to shiver in fright. Simon! I said a little too loud, trying to shock him out of his fright. Simon! Simon! I thought you were a master of magic. This should be easy for you. He stopped shivering, but gave me an odd look like he knew what I was trying to do, and I was just stroking his ego. But with no more thought, we both stepped through the veil. One candlelight, one shining stone, one winding stairs, one night.
One pipe's lament, one empty chair, one endless hall by my side. Point the way to find your dreams come true. Stood at the base of a huge gray tree. Bark deeply furrowed, leaves large and gray. It hung to the edge of the world. Many of its roots wavered and flowed over the edge. Beyond and around the tree was the great endless sea. Its surface flat as ice. Yet flowed and toppled over the edge, cascading down to the unknown. The gray sky flowed with a calm silence, and a small black crescent moon hung all alone. What is this place? This is the place of ravens. Grow. Blackbirds, where only they go within the night. This is the dreaming tree at the edge of the world. Simon and I stood there in awe. We sat down upon a large root, our knees weak from the ethereal energy of this place. Our legs no longer able to hold us. I looked up into the tree's canopy, and saw, upon each leaf, was movement, like a moving picture, things being lived, wished, received, magic, and knowing, within each leaf. I looked to the tree roots. Immediately, I could see the web of weird, the flowing and crossing of energy paths from the beginning of time, cutting the grooves of energy, of rune, ancient energy.
deeper and deeper, over and over again, digging them deeper as all who find and understand their meaning follow the flow. The Orlog rune was there, a gift from the runes to me, choices we make within the fate of our karma. We can make many changes to our fate if we are aware, if we live fully in the present moment. Very, very lovely thoughts. But why now? Why this sharing? The manner is so very deep, yet so still. I look to the leaves all quiet and calm, and I thought I saw the manner within one. But, but no. No, what do I dream of? Forgetting about Feathers and Simon, I reached for the leaf. Just as I was about to touch it, I felt wings hitting me on the back of my head. I ducked and curled up, covering my face and head. Do not touch! Do not touch! I knew that voice. Feathers! Oh, she landed with concern on my shoulder and whispered in my ear. This place is not to be regarded with ease. Hold great concern and thought before you act. (gasps) Thank you, Feathers, I said with deep meaning. Talk Fira, my dear friend. Where are where are we? What what is this place? Ah, the manor is simply amazing. So many doorways, pathways, portals. It opens to wherever and whatever you desire. Feather shared as she rubbed my cheek and tipped her head to acknowledge Simon next to me. I smiled to Simon to confirm, see, she likes you. He still had doubt in his eyes and made a smirk. Ah, one can come here any time to ask for a dream leaf. But never, never pick a leaf. Never. The leaf will pick you. I have been here often. My clan is deeply connected to this place. Gah! Have you ever wondered where the nightly murder of crows goes at the end of each day together? I watched in awe as one raven, then two crows, yet three blackbirds filled the sky. More and more arrivals, silent, only the gentle beat of their wings as they circled the dreaming tree and one by one landed on a branch. 
day fades to night Crows homeward flight Across the sky Dark clouds will fly To where dreams lie At the edge of the world Black wind shadows where it stands One old gray dream One crow tells of the sadness To bring mirth Yet madness beneath the gray tree Three crows dream together Four crows tell of birth Five crows laugh forever Six crows tears fall down On the blackened earth Seven crows tell of wishes Eight crows bring soft kisses Beneath the gray tree Nine crows cast no shadow Ten crows fill the sky Eleven crows cross the meadow Twelve crows touch the stars To the moon they fly Thirteen crows keep the secret Ne'er to be spoken Beneath the gray tree Across the sky began to sway slowly to a hypnotizing beat. What do I dream of? What dream do I hold within my heart? I whispered to the tree. I looked at all the leaves, so very many of them, dancing on lovely twisted branches of all sizes. The tree itself was not familiar, not oak, not maple, nor sycamore, but what a glorious sight. I took a deep breath to steady myself as I looked closer into the leaves nearest to me, looking from one to another. Then I could feel the tree take a deep breath, and with the release of this breath, which was the freshest breeze, like on a dewy morning, I felt a shock and a shiver run through my body, as there before my eyes, within each and 
every leaf, I could see the manor, there and there and there, over and over and over again. Gorsky Manor is my dream. I am here. I am where I want and need to be in so, so many ways. I look closer into the nearest leaves. Within one, I could see the nightmare gate, and another held the full moon high above the manor's widow's walk. Another I saw feathers, and yet another a ghostly white figure. There are no words for what I felt from this sharing, a sharing meant for me. What a wonderful tree you are, dreaming tree. I looked for some time from leaf to leaf, and then the images began to fade back to the misty gray of their beginning. I kissed the tree's trunk and gave it a long, strong hug of thank you, offering a gift of my breath in return for all the amazing things I had seen. I looked at Feathers and Simon and saw amazement within their eyes. The tree had also shared something special for each of them. What did you see? I asked them, very interested. Magical words. <laughs> Simon? No. Twists and turns for me to be. And us. Something's very unexpected. <laughs> oh, he still kind of creeps me out when he does that. As I felt a little unease at the edges of my bones. But we were all so happy here under this tree. We held hands, paws, and wings, and circled the tree in great pleasure. Round and round and round we went, closing our eyes as we danced. When I opened my eyes, we were back in the manor. We looked around and at each other for we were at the end of a long, dark hallway where we had never been before. The excitement of discovery crossed our faces as the hall stretched out before us. A deep forest-green patterned carpet covered the wooden floor, and every ten feet or so the floor went down one step. In my hand I found I held a white stone of the Orlog rune. As I looked down on it, this rune was different. Half of the strokes were white and half were black. Both were needed to make the full symbol of Orlog, but I never had them appear in two colors before. Hmm. Partnership? Perhaps true equal partnership, oneself and one's fate. Oh, but, but fate, Orlog fate, is not set in stone. Hmm. 
Dear listeners, you too can receive a dream leaf. Look to the picture of this episode and then look to the dreaming tree. Close your eyes and picture yourself sitting among its roots. Breathe in the breath of the tree and share your breath with it. A lovely partnership. Two parts of the whole. Take a few gentle breaths with the tree, then look to the canopy of leaves above and watch for your leaf. When it catches your attention, gaze within it. Enjoy what is shared just for you. Be sure to thank the tree. And if you feel called, please share what has been shared with you in the comments. So many times what is shared can also be of importance and help to others. Oh, one more thing. The trees would like you to know you can also do this connecting with a live tree where you live, one that calls to you. Listen and watch. Their call is subtle but strong. Then stand beneath it and breathe together. Ask for insight into what you desire your dreams, guidance at this time. Then look into the canopy and watch for your leaf. It will catch your eye. Take some time to look deeply into this leaf. Watch, feel this lovely gift from the tree to you. The start of a new friendship with this tree. The tree may also physically share the leaf with you and will drop it to your waiting hands. If you are blessed to receive this gift, you may take it home to cherish forever. Blessings to you, dear listeners. <laughs>